0: We are rolling right now. We are rolling right now. Three, two, one. Wow, is this exciting. We've got the the, the original posses together. This is Chris Dufresne. We are, this is num- podcast number two for the season. Um, and uh, it's a beautiful uh, late, mid-August day. We're, uh, we're coming to you from our new studio. What a setup we have here in beautiful Chino, California. Thanks to Revelation Recordings, RevRec, uh, at Revrec Chino. And the contact is, well, contact is contact.revelation.recording.
1: That's uh, contact.revelationrecordings at gmail.com.
0: Thank you, David. Contact.revelations.recordings at gmail. There's no
1: dot in between Revelation and recording. Uh, no dot? Just the dot between contact and Revelation recording.
0: All right. Note to Note to self. <laughs> All right, and that might, that that may have been maybe this may be one of the best most exciting intros to a podcast ever. But anyway, we're excited to be recording in a, a real studio this year. Um and uh we want to thank we got some background noise going. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that?
2: Well, it may be one of my friends in the in the Sky Club where I'm coming Tony. to you live. So we we've, oh. we've got We've got some folks here. Are, you, are uh, you? This is the quietest place I
0: could find. Oh, are you in? Or so you're like in the lounge, like a the lounge at the. I'm, I am. I'm,
2: I am in the lounge, which I promise you is much quieter than being in
0: the concourse at large. <laughs> so. yes. All right. Well, we're going to get right to Tony in a minute. First, we also want to acknowledge apbaGames.com. Our sponsor, the Unchallenged King of Quality Sports Strategy Games. Our buddy John Herson is with us again this year, sponsoring us. We appreciate it. He's been here uh, from day one, Mark Blouch, and during the year will give his usual testimonial to APA Games and the baseball games. Go to AppaGames.com and find out all about this great uh, product. Anyway, let's get right to it. Uh, Tony, Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart, you were not with us on the first podcast l- last week. Uh, we are uh, going to welcome you in. We know you're a busy guy. You're in, reporting from the Sky Lounge. In uh, are you, uh, you're you're in Atlanta on your way to somewhere, Tony. Welcome in. We want to. Uh, well, it, th- go ahead.
2: No, it's, it's good to be back. It's good to have the band back together and uh, <laughs> for, right. for 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 another year. I'm excited.
0: It is exciting. We're we're doing really well. Uh, with we're we're in the middle of our countdown with all four of us counting down the top 16 teams. We're uh, we're recording this on Monday, so we're at number five. We've done a really good job at. Uh, having different teams, there's only been a couple days where we've had multiple, you know, uh, same teams for each of us. So, but Tony, I want to get to you uh, since we missed you last week, and also since the the AP poll came out today, and you know, some there's some shocking shocking results from this poll. Clem, Clemson and Alabama and Georgia, uh, <laughs> three schools that you are familiar with down there. So we thought it would be appropriate to uh, give us a little reading on, you know, basically the SEC and and Clemson in uh, in the ACC, and we got the usual suspects here. Go ahead.
2: Well, let's let, uh, let's start with Clemson. It just, just did not seem like it was that long ago. We were in San Jose, California, together watching Trevor Lawrence uh, pick the Crimson Tide apart. I, it's, it's hard to believe. It's time already. You know, Clemson's. Clemson is easily the best team in the ACC, and you sit there and look at that schedule. The only challenge that I see is Texas A&M uh, on the seventh, I, and I don't, I don't think Texas A&M is going to win that game. So I, I think Clemson rolls through their season 13-0 and 0, uh, and then gets, gets into the playoffs. The question is, will they be the number one seed, or does Alabama run the table? And they make the case for the number one seed. That's important because the number one seed gets to play close to home, and the semifinals this year are in Glendale, Arizona, and Atlanta, Georgia. So that that means who's over the number one seed gets to go to Atlanta. Alabama is loaded once again with Tua Tonga Valoa back and, the bet, and easily one of the best sub-wide receivers we've ever seen uh, in the SEC. You talk about a schedule that's manageable. They've got to go to Texas A&M on the 12th. Of October, and uh, they they play Auburn on the road. So I, I expect Alabama, to, frankly, to go undefeated to the SEC championship game. And Georgia, I think, is really loaded. Uh, Georgia's got all the elements you need to be good. They got they got a great veteran quarterback now in Jake Fromm, probably the best offensive line uh, in the country. So I I think guys, as you are sitting there looking at the, the the early polls, I think I think. Alabama and Clemson and Georgia are all on one line together, and then there's about ten teams that could be four through ten, right? Four through fifteen.
0: And so. T- Tony, would you agree? Clemson has Clemson has the advantage, I think, because they're they're sort of like uh, Florida State in the in the ACC during the '90s, a great team in not such a great conference. If you look at a lot of the uh, yeah. division division rankings. Conversely, Alabama is in the best division in football, and Georgia is in the East. But which you know, they it could be challenged by Florida this year, a, a much a much tougher conference. So, no, that's that, that's absolutely right. And uh, I think the big thing at the end of the year
2: is if we get down to you know if Alabama plays Georgia in the SEC championship game, which I think they will, and everybody else thinks they will. When we get when the selection committee gets down to picking their last set of rankings, I believe if, if Alabama's thirteen and zero and Clemson's thirteen and zero, I think the committee will give the number one seed to Alabama. Why? Because they would have beaten Texas A and M, they would have beaten LSU, they would have beaten Auburn, and they would have beaten just have beaten Georgia. Uh, and Clemson plays Miami, Virginia, somebody like that on the other side. So I right. think at the end the, of I think Clemson will be the number one seed for the entire year until the last poll on November 8th, uh-huh. uh, I mean, December 8th, after the championship games. And then I think they bump Alabama up to number one.
0: All right. Let me get ask you about a, – a, I don't think it's a sleeper team, but it, uh, you know, a lot of talk this year about LSU uh, yeah. in, in the SEC West as a challenger to Alabama. The problem with LSU is they have an Alabama problem. Uh, they, they can't beat Alabama, have not beaten them, uh, got spanked. When, a big opportunity last year uh, in Baton Rouge. Uh, is LSU up to the challenge this year? Think, well, well, see,
2: I think they are, but there's, there's a big if on that. I mean, Ed Orgeron went out and uh, hired an assistant from the New Orleans Saints uh, to open up, the game, open up the passing game, put the RPOs in for Joe Burrow, Joe Brady is his name uh, uh, to, ins- to install it, and, you know. And and this time, you know, the guys they really really mean it. Okay, <laughs> they they're going <laughs> to open up the offense. The, the, the question becomes: They put the offense in. They, Joe Burrow be good at running it, but when it gets to be crunch time, uh, does Ed Orgeron get in the way and keep running it? LSU is talented enough to win every single game they play, with the possible exception of Alabama. They go to they go to Austin to play Texas on September seventh, and we're going to find out a
0: lot. Right? Yeah my my instincts tell me that when things you know when when they get in trouble, they're going to kind of go back to what they know. You know that's that's always a pro- the problem is to stay with something. Uh, you know, not just during the good times, but in, in a close game in the fourth quarter when your instincts are, well, we 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 better run it here like we always did. Yeah.
2: Well, Oishei learned a lesson last year, guys. I mean, they, their defense played pretty well, holding Alabama at 29 points. The problem <laughs> was they had a big old they had a big old zero on the other side, yeah. on their side yeah. of the scoreboard. And Ed Orgeron is coming around and saying, you know what? I got to We got to score more points. And every coach, it happens to every coach. It happened to Nick Saban when he broke down and hired Lane Kiffin. Saban yeah. knew he had to score more, score more points. And until. Unless until Orgeron makes that commitment, they're just—they're going to come up short against Alabama.
0: Right. All right. Well, let's let's bring in the other guys. Mark Blouchon, are, are you are you sitting tight in Situate? Or are you with us?
1: I am with us. Okay. I'm listening. Herbie, quite interesting.
0: Herb Gould oh, Herb Gold. Herb uh, Gold. Are you with us? Are, are you?
3: Are you? I am here. I've I've been hearing, you know, about the territory where it just means more, and I'm taking notes. because uh, I agree with everything I agree with everything that Tony has mentioned Um, I just you know I I hope that he and I and everybody else are wrong I hope that we can get some new faces into this uh, championship picture but I agree with it all you know I mean LSU it's sort of funny when LSU is the uh, you know LSU and Georgia are the the dark horses that's that's, that's a statement in itself (laughs)
0: Yeah, uh, you know when you look at the the AP poll, you got one, two, three, four, five teams. Four teams from the SEC, one from the ACC, and the rest are, are, you know, are trying to, are trying to bust down the door. We talked a a little bit about this last week, Mark Blouchin, about the transfer quarterback, uh, Jalen Hurts at at Oklahoma, and now uh, Justin Fields. This is Monday, has been named the starter at Ohio State. I know we're all shocked by that news, but these are guys that are coming in from uh sec programs that can maybe help break up you know the SEC ACC you know uh private party. Uh is it gonna work, Mark?
1: Yeah, it will work because I, I think each each one of those teams feels they have a shot right now. Ohio State I think is, is fifth in both polls, uh which is a little higher than I thought they would be. Uh but but I think I think you're right. I, I think it's it with the transfers in effect. There, a lot more teams, at least at the start, are going to have, uh, you know, I don't want to say legitimate chances, but, but but certainly serious chances to to stick their nose into into, into the uh, Final
0: Four. Yeah, and and Herbie, uh, you know, Michigan's working with a uh, an SEC transfer too at quarterback. Um, look, we we're going to talk a lot about this. This is Michigan's year. Michigan's year and Harbaugh's year to put up, right, Herb? Mm-hmm.
3: Well, you, you, you certainly think so. Um, you know, he's had that year to get acclimated to his quarterback. He's brought in uh, an RPO offensive coordinator, which seems to be the other trend along with uh, the portal. Um, you would think this is the year, and then especially when you add in the fact that Ohio State has a, a new coach, a young coach, Ryan Day, and they are bringing in a quarterback. Uh, you know, this should be Michigan's year. But that said, Michigan goes to Ohio, uh to Wisconsin early on in the uh, in the Big Ten schedule, and uh, that game is going to be you know a game that's going to tell us a lot for both of those teams yeah. because I, I don't I, you know I'm I'm not making any assur- I mean I everything points toward Michigan, but on the other hand you know I think the point of, they pointed toward Michigan a lot last year and 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 that ended in disaster so I think one of the you know one of the downsides of the Big Ten is just The amount of parity, you know, Ohio State gets carved up for a couple of tough road losses the last couple of years. With, you know, those weren't even the the so-called top opponents. It's just the parity is really going to be tough for the Big Ten.
1: Well,
0: I mean, right. Go ahead. I was just going to say the the question I've got about
2: Michigan is, I think they're going to break through and beat Ohio State. The question I've got is who, you know, it's when when push comes to shove is Harbaugh going to get out of the way and let his RPO guy run the RPOs with with Shape Patterson, which is, they they haven't taken advantage of the kid since he's been on campus. Uh, so I, I just wonder if is going to stay out of the way and let the new offense
0: run. Sort of,
1: sort I of, you, yeah. The, the other factor there is, is, is they got Notre Dame on their schedule, but they play them in October. Usually when they play in September, they can, Michigan can, can rebound from a loss if they lose. But play them in October, if they lose to Notre Dame in October, that could that could really uh, affect their chances of not getting any any higher
3: than the Big Ten title. That, that, that's a good. Well, point. And, and the other thing about that Blau, is that you know when you play them in October, it, it's harder to rebound. But also you're sure. in the middle of a of a Big Ten schedule. I mean, right. we saw that with with Notre Dame coming to Northwestern. I was at that game last fall, and you know Northwestern, obviously, you know they would have loved to win that game. But it did not change their life, and they weren't, you know, it, it just it isn't the same when you play in the middle of a, of a conference schedule as it is when you play as a Valley who season opener.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Michigan is is Tony. I think Michigan's sort of facing the the uh, problem, uh, the issue that that LSU and Orgeron get, you know, and you know, do you get out of your 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 philosophy, your your, your basic core ph- philosophy of Michigan and LSU? run the ball play defense but uh you know even USC is going to the air raid this year when you know when USC is going to the air raid then you, you know you know you know things have changed uh but uh that's that's the mindset and uh um, again like you said Harbaugh's got to get out of the way and, and let and well, let you know
3: and the other thing that, that, that's interesting to me at this time of year is we are all sitting here and 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 we all do it we all say well, Alabama's been around the table, and Clemson, and, and you know we talk about all these teams, and yet if we look at those schedules, I'm looking at the Michigan schedule right now, and I'm seeing not only you know they're at Penn State, then they got Notre Dame at home, then they go to Maryland, and then they got Michigan State, and I don't know what Maryland's going to be. No, nobody's been saying anything about Maryland, but we need to remember that Maryland beat Texas the last two years, uh, and. Mike Loxley is a real wild card in many many, um, definitions of that that phrase. Um, He picked up Josh Jackson, the quarterback from Virginia Tech. He landed a really hot uh, quarterback prospect. He's got a good stat. I mean, that's either going to be Maryland might, you know, they're going to sneak up on some people this year, or they might be a disaster. But, you know, there are things that we don't know in mid-August. That that can happen, and that's a real kind of a trap, kind of a game. As I sit here looking at Michigan's schedule, you know, before the season starts.
1: Yeah, i, question, I'm, I I'm what? you, what? Mr. college
3: football?
1: You talk about LSU. I don't think LSU has to beat Alabama to make it into the final four.
2: Well, I know I know exactly where you're going with that. The question <laughs> is, if they if they go 11 and one and lose to Alabama. That's the only loss they're sitting there. Are they in the same position that Alabama was in two years ago in 2017 when they, when they when they, they got in.
1: With the in?
2: Unless, unless Georgia – if Georgia and Alabama are both 12-0 and and Georgia loses a close game, a great game at the very, very end, I still think that Georgia's Georgia's 12-1 and would be better than LSU's 11-1. Wait, so, w- so? didn't
0: yeah, well – we went we went through this last year, right? it was it was sort of the issue last year with Georgia losing a close game at the end, but they didn't you know, they, and they ended up falling Northern to is, five. Yeah. But Notre well, Dame they, was undefeated, but had, yeah. But,
2: but they had lost they had lost to LSU, so that's right, why right. they were Georgia was eleven and two. Had they been twelve and one, right. I think they would have gotten in.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh all right. Well we talk about hoping for change, but the fact is uh, since two thousand fourteen the uh the title game has has either been Alabama or Clemson, I believe. I, I don't I don't I don't remember any else slipping in there. So, we're kind of I think we're all kind of hoping and wishing that uh, uh, there is a little mix up because I think it makes it makes the regular season better if we're not we're not just talking about the inevitable. I mean, uh, that's what we like about college football. And this is the hundred fiftieth anniversary of the game. There's been a lot of I've already seen so many lists of rankings and, and 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 whatnot but one one that caught my eye last week and i think it was from our our friends at sports illustrated or what's left of sports illustrated i don't know if you guys saw this but they did a, a a all-time mascot ranking and and boy did they boy did they get it wrong i mean other than other than tony other than Uga being uh number one which i think we'd all agree listen listen to the rest of the top five this is i think sports illustrated two they had the Oregon Duck as number oh, two. God. Yeah, I'm I'm serious. <laughs> Three is Mike the Tiger. Oh, Mike the Tiger from LSU, okay. Uh, but Mike the Tiger ahead of Bevo at number four. Uh, and, and, and then five, the 5-6 five, is just a, a travesty. It, it, number five in this ranking, and I don't know, this must be a bunch of college interns that are doing this, I guess. The, number five is the Stanford Tree, which is really... Uh, oh, ahead of Ralphie Please. ahead of Ralphie no can't
2: have can't have, have anything else ahead of
1: Ralphie come on <laughs> Dude, Dude particularly, yeah. particularly a tree that's, that's the on. only way to pack 12, gets in to the top 5
0: yeah I mean, what, what here oh, that, that's a, that's a good one jersey guy but i'll i'll tell you what i'll tell you what Matt, what mascot i didn't see uh in that top 10 i didn't see any Big Ten mascots, Herb Gould. And I think we know...
3: Yeah, the... well, you know, it's the East Coast bias. You know, it's really a shame. <laughs> no. East Coast bias on mascots. I've been here looking at this list, and I'm I'm saying, you know, certainly Bucky Badger, I mean, Bucky, you know, and, and his, his sweetheart, Becky Badger, who's very little known. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, isn't it? I think they went for oddball stuff. You know, you got uh, the the orange, the orange and the tree. You know, those aren't really.
2: No, I mean, no, no, like, no, 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 no.
3: The, uh, the Miami Hurricane. You know.
0: No, what's an what's an you know, ibis, ibis, ibis? Ibis, ibis,
3: or no. whatever. Sebastian the ibis.
0: Here, here's that's
3: the. It, that's
0: it. Sebastian the ibis. Here's here's the problem with the big the Big Ten mascots and our friend Andy Bagnato. Put this. No one put this better years ago. He said the problem with the Big Ten mascots is how many of them would you, if you hit them with a car on the road, would you, would you, <laughs> would you stop and and call for help? And that's because uh. because the big the Big Ten mascots are roadkill. I mean, the most of them. You've got badgers. Well, I think
3: Brother Maker Pete would take exception to no Oh no, no, I'm, talk,
0: I'm talking about the. All right. Let's let's go down, Herb. Let's go a Badger. Would you stop if you hit a Badger on on the on the highway? Would you stop and 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 and, and help it? I don't think so. Uh, Hawkeye, Panther, Beaver, uh, a Nittany a Nittany that Lion. a Nittany Lion maybe a Nittany Lion is kind of uh, you know I don't know uh, what what are we missing um, Wolverine, same thing. These are roadkill mascots. <laughs>
3: well, you know they were they were sort of. They were negative, uh, negative connotation nicknames, you know. Before they were used for for college mascots, you know, Badgers and Wolverines, you know, they they they, they were used to uh, run people down, so to speak. Uh, yeah, but they're still beloved. And I mean, Brutus Buckeye, you would you would go back because you know you would you would have some nuts to, to put with your uh, with your your fermented beverage.
0: All right. What okay, you 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 brought uh, you brought up Ohio State and I'm going to I'm going to and you can answer this one again. The the Ohio State last week applied for a a, a patent with the US Patent Li- a Trademark Office for the word the the capital the the Ohio State uh, the is the most common word, I think, in the Eng- English language. But Ohio State wants ownership of the word the. Herb, what is this obsession that Ohio State has with putting the in front of their university name? I,
3: I don't know. I, you know what? This, this is, is your weird. conference. I, not, You've got to answer for it. Yeah, but I'm not going to, I don't have to defend things that I don't uh, feel should be defended. um I don't know what that is, you know, as opposed to an Ohio State University,
1: <laughs> you know, I,
3: I, I, I don't I don't get it. You know, they have so many things to be proud of and to call attention to the word "raw." And I love I love the way you use that in the column, do but yeah, you'll have to you have to find somebody who who has more Buckeye roots than me, than to uh, to explain that. It's just goofy, right?
2: Another well, it well it it, 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 it it depends on what the definition of is is, is
0: yeah yeah <laughs> is or the 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 is. And I believe and I think Ohio University has already said, well, you know what? We're the we're actually the oldest school in the state of Ohio uh founded eighteen oh four. But this is a, this has always been an Ohio State issue and uh and God love them. Uh
3: let's,
2: well, as, as you might imagine this this drew one or two chuckles in my part of the world. So. <laughs> from,
3: well from, you know the one the other one that I'm waiting for is uh you know there's a school down Tony's Way that, that builds this band, which is an excellent band by the way, as the million dollar band. Yeah, I'm waiting. You know, million dollars. That doesn't really go as far as it used to. Are they going to change that name, Tony? Is it going to become the Hundred Million Dollar Band, or needs to go? No, it just needs to go
2: up to a billion dollars. Nick Saban will throw his weekly salary in there for a couple of times, and so
3: we'll, we'll go from there. I love it. The Billion Dollar Band. All right. Billion and dollars. Worth every penny of it. <laughs> uh, another
0: another oddball story I saw last week, Mark. I want you to be the first to comment on this at. The University of Louisiana Lafayette. Did you hear about this? Where the coach there is asking the players to donate fifty dollars to the to the school's booster fund. Uh, well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Billy Billy. <Nader. laughs> turn around total play. You know, I mean, that's it, it's, it's, that's good reversal. I like
0: that. <laughs> well, you know, he thinks the players should give back to their universities, because because obviously. You know, obviously, obviously, the you know, the whole the whole thing is skewed towards the players and the coaches are getting yeah. nothing but out of it. No
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's a good question. I don't even know. But again, it was kind of the kind of oddball, uh, you know, weird news story of the week. Well, uh, we I, I
2: think the I think the old coach got shot down on that one pretty he, quickly,
0: he, didn't he? He did. Uh, Tony, isn't this, isn't this something that you should maybe flush out with some people? Uh huh. <laughs> before you go out and and, and have a press conference, you,
2: you mean like you mean like the athletic director, somebody like
0: that? <laughs> yeah. Or just have some sort of uh, you know, advisor, or go. You know, you want to maybe run this by someone first? uh but we we we're celebrating 150 years of college football and i i kind of wanted to ask the the group about you know we can't get to all of this but uh you know best we we've, we've seen a lot of we've seen a lot of great we've been to a lot of great places and we've been to a lot of great games do you have if you had to pick your favorite best uh game that you ever attended or covered Mark? uh, DeMarc, uh that's a, t- Man, that,
1: that, that's a tough one I, 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 I'm, I'm going to sound a little bit trevious, but I, I'm still going back to, to, to the Doug shooting Miami Boston College game yeah that was a great game not in terms, I, good- in terms of atmosphere, but the
0: game that was my, my favorite that's game um, Tony easy
2: Bench, Bench Young in the Superman cape in 2000
3: and the oh, 2005 absolutely. National Championship I mean that
2: that that and of course the Georgia Oklahoma game in the Rose Bowl. What 12 years later? Wow. But no, the, I, I've always gone with the Texas uh, USC game because that was for the national championship, and it was it was just an incredible night, it really was.
3: Uh, Herb, mm-hmm. Herb, what? We, uh, well, if you if you're talking about a venue, you know Pasadena, the, the Rose Bowl. Uh, If you're talking about a game, and I can't say that I was at this game because I was about uh, 14 years old, but I still remember watching it on the uh, crackly, I don't know whether it was black and white or or color, but the Michigan State-Notre Dame game, the 10-10. High one for the Gipper in 1966. I mean, when I think of, you know, sort of the ultimate college football game, that one... uh, that one sticks
0: out in my mind. Yeah, those those are all good ones. I uh, I was at Mark. I was also at the uh, Flutie game in '84, yeah. day after Thanksgiving. Uh, again, remarkable. I think you know what the reason that, that game was more uh, memorable. It, not as a great game, but I was standing in the end zone when that ball yeah. when that ball came okay. flying, uh, yeah. and, and that's what I remember about it. And and the Boston college players running down into the end zone and lifting all, all the reporters that, that were down in the end zone for the end of the game, they were just like, they were lifting us up. I remember a big Boston college player just lifting me up and, and shaking me like a rag doll and, and just being, you know, part of that. Uh, what, what I remember about the Texas USC game, and we all remember this is that not yes, it was a great game. I mean, a fantastic game, but boy, did it ruin a lot of our early draft stories I mean, we all had that. <laughs> I'd look back more of, yeah. uh, in a different context because we were—we all had USC dynasty stories uh, written. That would have been USC's oh, third, absolutely. third straight. And Vince Young ruined our night. Sure. I, mean, I mean, we uh, the old the old get, I, I, get me rewrite. Probably,
2: probably best game story I've ever written that never saw the light of day. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> there
3: you go. <laughs> Now that I think about it, the game that I covered that that probably would stand out would be uh, Notre Dame thirty-one, Miami thirty in uh, the nineteen eighty-eight national championship season. You know, that was Mm. there was so much going on there. It wasn't just football. There were there were all kinds of things. You know, a little scuffling before the game and and some questions. I know that ESPN. uh, I guess it was the thirty for thirty. Uh, they I'm, I'm blanking on the details maybe Blau remember there was there was a controversial play at the end that apparently was a bad call because they didn't have the the replay review um yeah that game that game was really a watershed
0: there were you know what i remember and then ohio the ohio state miami game for uh, no, don't, uh,
3: well, don't, don't. oh oh oh
0: that was another. Oh yeah! My
1: goodness.
0: That was another great. Thirty,
1: seconds, 30
3: seconds away on a penalty call. Don't go there. No.
0: Yeah, but that was oh, a, that was another great game, but not for us.
3: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. You know, that game wasn't. That one was fine for me because I turned in my story in the middle of the fourth quarter, and the death said. We'll take it from here. <laughs> okay, well, I said, are you sure? Well, famous,
1: famous last words. We'll take it from here. Well, that's exactly what the
0: that's what the officials said after that last play when when Miami uh, thought it won the game and and started the fireworks and the official says no no we'll take it from here. Uh, well, um, we, oh goodness! We do have a Miami hurricane on this broadcast. My,
1: uh, and I, like I said, don't go in there with that ridiculous delay call. Thirty second delay before you put to the flag. Sorry, no.
0: Um, <laughs> the, the, the funny thing, you could go into. I remember going into Columbus. Uh, maybe two or three years after that, you go in the airport and they had that game on a loop in like on li- on, te- on in television sets in in the uh, Columbus airport. Uh, so the, I guess it it technically goes down uh, as a win for uh, Ohio State mark I'm as as much oh, as i know so uh what about under uh underrated venue i mean a great place uh, stadium that probably doesn't get the credit that, that it deserves tony let's start with you is there one place that uh you know isn't the obvious like the swamp or uh, you know some of these the
2: well, one of the most fun places I've covered a game, and this is at another another level, was uh, Kid Brewer Stadium in Appalachian State in Boone, <laughs> oh, in Carolina. Yeah, it, it is a. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I've been there a bunch of times, and one one day I went, and it started snowing in the <laughs> mountains. It was just absolutely gorgeous, and that that mm-hmm. is the the other very underrated. Uh, venue is bought Hemingway Stadium at Ole Miss. Oh yeah, seats about seats about sixty thousand. Uh, Boys, you remember when we went to go see Eli back yep. in time. Oh, I remember. Oh yeah, absolutely. They they were expanding that stadium because Eli was was there, and uh, <laughs> he financed a lot of Ole Miss dreams. But that that's a great the tailgating scene is the absolute best ever. Right, and at the Grove at the Grove, and then they have the the walk of the players, and then the, the stadium again. a seats about sixty thousand. Very cozy.
0: Mark, Mark Blatche. I
1: don't know how many how many guys have been there, but it should be on your bucket list if it isn't. Uh, Mikey Stadium in, in yeah. at Army oh. in, in October. Mm-hmm. On an October day, mm-hmm. there's no place better for for the whole watching this. Core cadets come in and, and and sitting on the Hudson River and the leaves burning. Uh, football is secondary, but it's just an unbelievable setting, and it's just a must-see for any college football fan. Yeah. Without question.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would add. You know, the um, my runner-up would might be the Air Force Academy. You know, right. it's 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 a big sky and they fill it with our finest uh, aerial armada. Um, you know, it, it's neat. But but actually the one and I don't know if this is underrated, Duke will have to tell me, but I, I've been to Cal Berkeley a couple times and I thought nice. you know, that view Beautiful. looking back that's down to San Francisco yeah. Bay, mm-hmm. that that's awfully good and, and it's such a you know, it's sort of like the Rose Bowl's little brother, you know, it's just a, it's a little stadium tucked away and and yet the views are just majestic, really impressive
0: to me yeah so long as you don't have to park a car there that's that that's the problem you know to get to get to that view it's uh we used to have to park uh i don't know if this has changed but the parking at cal you would have you would park on residential streets in the street not Mm -hmm. on the curb they would just pile all the cars on the street and then an hour after the game you had to move your car or they would tow it so I mean, you're you going wait. A, you're going, wait a minute. I'm I'm on. I'm luckily no cow game uh, in those days when I was covering them. Where was ever going to be a prime time Saturday night? So we always had a noon a noon kick. Usually the USD game was a noon kick. So you had time to you had to go down and move your car and then come back up and finish writing your story. So, that, uh, but that that is that is a is a great venue. Um, one of one of my favorite. Uh, underrated venues that we is when or when and mark we were at oregon state in the early 2000 when dennis erickson had it going there um but but uh uh, stadium on a (laughs) i'll never forget this in corvallis uh you could go to a game in corvallis and uh, back then when the press we we would get really good parking spots you would be able to park like right I mean ten feet from the, the press gate. And I remember getting there one Saturday morning using our three hour rule, getting there three hours before the game. I was the first person at the stadium. I mean, this is a this is a this is a, this is a Pac-12 game. It must have been UCLA or or somebody. And I and there was nobody there, including the security guard. I and I saw somebody, I said, Hey, when is the stadium open? And they said, Well, you know, Bob's got you know, Bob the security guy will get here. And then you had to wait for Bob to open the gate. Uh, and 3 hours later they're, they're kicking off but they had the when you got up there they had the best hot chocolate and 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 uh, chili <laughs> in the Pacific Northwest uh so there's there's so many little uh so many little jewels out there that and uh, we we're lucky lucky enough to to have gone to uh, many of them but uh but uh, Cal's good one Seattle Seattle Washington Stadium Husky Stadium in Seattle beautiful mm-hmm. Uh, what are, what are we missing, guys? Herb, you got anything on your mind before we get out of here? What's what are you looking forward to?
3: Uh, you know, not not too much. I'm just I'm just real excited for the season because you know one of the great things about the Big Ten is we don't know what's going
1: to happen.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's mm-hmm. true. The, the 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 West is really open, I think, and the East is going to be a, a so. love jam. Yeah, um,
2: yeah. Well, uh, there's, there's, uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm really curious about. Mr. Blauschen's alma mater and their quarterback decision, which, which I found very interesting. But, I know. Uh, I mean, that's, we'll it, does, that, does that speak well of the young man who was selected, or does it speak ill of Tate Martell? That's the question. Oh, that's,
1: that's, the, that's the key question. and then It starts on Saturday with the Florida game. uh took off the season. I agree with you. That's, that's a big deal.
0: Tony, um, yeah. Tony, how's Justin Fields going to do at Ohio, Ohio State? You're familiar with him? Hope
2: do very well yeah very very talented he doesn't he's learning about the nuances of playing the position he was he was nowhere close to being ready to go last year when he was at georgia playing behind jake bronze he he, there's just so much he's got to learn but they will in that offense he will do he will do very well now it's going to take him a little while to grow into it but he's very very talented
0: okay and and i'm now another georgia transfer who's now at uh at Washington, Jacob Eason, who actually had had won the the job at Georgia, right? Before Jake Fromm uh bounced him out. what about Jacob Eason uh, up at Washington? What do you what do you like about him?
2: He he's well well, first of all, he's six five with a cannon for an arm. He made some throws he, he started almost every game as a true freshman a couple of years ago uh and played well the, the 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 book on jacob though the knock on him is he's he's he, and he may have changed into chris peterson but at georgia he was a little bit on the lazy side
0: lazy uh, yeah didn't
2: yeah. lazy yeah. yeah didn't didn't want to didn't want to work hard didn't want to study film didn't want to you know didn't he he enjoyed the nightlife and the young ladies in athens georgia more than he did football and not not that there's anything wrong with that okay but uh but uh he he need, now under chris peterson he may get he may get religion and learn how to work at the position but he's he again here's, here's another guy who's very he made some throws when he started as a true freshman that were just un, unbelievable so uh chris peterson's pretty good about developing
1: quarterbacks so I, I think he'll be fine yeah. Hey, Juve. Yes. You, you need to. You need to you know, give Tony a little heads up here because uh, where, where are you talking tonight, Tony?
2: Oh yeah. I'm speaking to the speaking to the quarterback club of Memphis, Tennessee.
1: And who picked? And who picked uh, uh, Memphis in the top sixteen? Uh, not only.
0: Oh. Uh, not yeah. I think that would be. It. Yeah. Not only but,
1: did I get a little, it. Get a little off to Christian Crane tonight. And, they they may be uh, they may be our Boise State this year.
0: That's right. That's right. And and as you as you know as you noted, uh, Mark, uh, it was the first capsule that you ever read that didn't have a name in it. Is that true? Right. Not a, not a cultural <laughs> player, right? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I go I go. I don't know. I don't know if you were complimenting me or ripping me on that, but uh, Journal
1: Journalism 401.
0: Whatever that whatever that is. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just out there looking for the, 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 you know, the the little guys, always fighting for the little guys. We've got a lot of them out here in in my part of the country. It's called the, it's called the Pac-12. Well,
3: I'm on your side, you know. I got Fresno State. That's my sleeper uh, group of five. If they get through those first two, USC and Minnesota, look out, look out.
0: Yeah, well, we'll find out early. Uh, I'm, I'm I may even actually go out to that game. Fresno is opening at USC, August thirty first. And I'm uh, I'm speaking of things I'm I want I want to see. I'm interested in USC for a number of reasons, but like you said, they are introducing the spread air raid offense with uh, former Mike Leach uh, quarterback Graham Harrell, uh, and uh, i I'm curious and I have been curious for years, is what would USC look like? What would the spread look like with USC-type players, meaning great athletes? And uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but it'll be interesting. Uh, Mark, you got anything else for us? What? Uh, no, you I think we're ready to go. we got the season
1: starting sort of like with one game on Saturday, and then we go from there. And uh, Tony asked, Chris and aren't going a Georgia Kool-Aid this year, so we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: What, Tony? Well,
2: we, 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 it, it will be a very interesting year it it really will. Uh, so many so many questions and after all said and done, we may just have Alabama and Clemson playing again.
0: Well, we'll see that's right. I mean in Georgia Georgia leads the the world in heartbreak uh, the last the last uh, two years. Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier I mean I think you know, of schools that have done you know that have achieved the most without winning, uh, an actual championship this century. Georgia is certainly at the top of that list of uh, a heartbreak that just haven't been able to quite punch it through. Uh, although they came as close as you can come. All right. I think we're done here, boys uh, uh, safe travels and let, let's get ready to, to kick it off. And we'll talk soon. If not uh, earlier. <laughs> so, are we good? Cheerio. All right. Adios. Everyone. All right. Bye. Adios.